Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications, providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Julian Salabank, CEO and Managing Director of Corum Group Australia. Welcome, Julian. Thanks, Scott, and uh, and uh, nice to uh, be a part of your program today. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's uh, it's great to have uh, some uh, people from within the industry participating in this. But, but I guess before we get into the technology side of our chat, um, you know, my research on yourself and your background is quite extensive. Uh, for anyone listening today that may not know you, uh, who is Julian? Thanks uh, for a very open-ended question to start off the proceedings, Scott. So, uh, as mentioned, I do have a, a bit of a varied background. I, I started life as a, as a management consultant working in financial services and international trade uh, before moving into my own businesses. So I, I started running a, a business that was a precursor to Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, so back in the, uh, the mid to late 90s. Uh, after that time, I, I um, uh, after working in that business for about 10 years, um, exited and went and ran a family offices business over in WA, uh, which was uh, an organisation um, that I was running, which was called Student Edge, which turned into now Australia's largest student membership with 1.2 million Australians uh, as members, um, aged between sort of 12 and 25. Um, after after doing that, I said I'd do it for a, only a couple of years, but um, uh, I'd stayed on for about four four plus years and, and then moved into um, more executive roles as well as sort of board roles, uh, which took me into a range of either listed businesses um, or a variety of different uh, organisations and industries, uh, which included um, uh, payments, international student payments, uh, as well as health uh, through the Murdoch Children's Research Institute and uh, and then larger listed businesses uh, like the Ignite Group, which had uh, offices around Australia, Southeast Asia and China. Uh, so as, a, as a, an individual, I, I've, um, I've worked across uh, a range of different industries, uh, which has exposed me to a range of different um, you know, amazing people. And uh, I was fortunate enough when I was in Western Australia running the, uh, the student edge business to, to meet with uh, some lifelong friends. And, and uh, one of the individuals that I caught up with there was uh, a guy by the name of David Manuel, who is uh, one of the directors of Sigma. Um, I've, uh, I've always had close ties to, to universities. Uh, most recently, I've been on the, um, the alumni advisory board for the University of New South Wales. I sit on the advisory committee for the AGSM where I did my master's study. In business and technology, and also I'm an industry partner at Melbourne University. And uh, when I when I came back to Melbourne after being in West, Western Australia for a while, um, I was asked by Melbourne Uni to to try and foster some industry relationships. And uh, on the back of uh, a discussion with Dave Manuel, actually was thrust into uh, an opportunity with Sigma and uh, and uh, one of their groups, uh, the Nostradata guys. So. 
with um, with Mike Degama and Jim Zenos, I, I spent a couple of years uh, working with them, um, unpicking and unraveling the uh, let's say the, the data that's collected and, and what that really means to to the broader marketplace. So there was some uh, amazing insights that we were able to to yield for uh, for for the Sigma team as well as Nostradata, uh, which led into a range of uh, continuing discussions. Um, and that uh, centred on one opportunity, which was around MedAdvisor. So I know most recently, Scott, you caught up with Rob Reed um, on your uh, on your podcast, and uh, I was one of the, uh, the the initial the inaugural sort of advisory board members within uh, within MedAdvisor, and that was uh, leveraging the experience I had, I suppose, uh, running the uh, the precursor to a Facebook and a LinkedIn, and also uh, the relationships that I had through uh, the Student Edge. Uh, days where I grew that membership from um, you know several thousand to 1.2 million members, as I mentioned before, and there was a lot of opportunities there to be able to support the med advisor guys to be able to uh, to assist them with their rollout. Um, I was fortunate at that point in time as well to to catch up with uh, Nick England, uh, who was also one of the inaugural uh, board members for um, uh, for Med Advisor, and uh, and with Nick and Dave uh, and uh, let's say there was a a variety of other pharmacists and um, industry individuals, uh, we were able to, to continue some, uh, some terrific associations and work. Um, and that took us to, to a range of different um, areas. And, and one actually, uh, which is very coincidental, was about six years ago with the, with the Quorum Group. Um, and at the, at the time, I was the, uh, the entrepreneur in residence at uh, the Murdoch Children's Research Institute. And, uh, and uh, I've continue to do a, a lot of work with them, but my role uh, effectively is to assist with the commercialization of medical research. And one of the initiatives that we we thought was really lacking in the Australian marketplace was an incubator and an accelerator for anyone trying to embark upon digital health initiatives. So this was at about the time when I was working with Jim and Mike and, uh, and, and it was uh, just at the embryonic stages of MedAdvisor, in fact, before Rob Reed had, uh, had joined. Uh, and uh, and we thought that there was a, a terrific opportunity to be able to not only provide some some monetary support but also align some businesses with key opinion leaders and access to marketplaces whereby they could take their terrific innovations and submit them and uh, and commercialize them through the network uh, so at that time I, I engaged with a whole range of different partners and one of the partners that we we had as part of that uh, Medical Research Incubation and Acceleration uh, Program was uh, was Quorum, as we saw that there was a, a terrific opportunity for for individuals that are looking to commercialise their products and services into health to be able to use pharmacy as that channel. And as I think we've seen over the last you know 10, 20 years, you know the, the landscape in terms of the services that pharmacies provide has really increased, and it now represents you know 10, 10 to fifteen percent of uh, of, a, of a pharmacist's uh, revenues. Um, and through the, the, the relationship that we established with the, the Quorum Group, uh, we were able to get um, you know, a bit of a deeper insights into, into the role that a, a new service or a new product could provide when looking at uh, how that could integrate into point of sale or dispense or head office technologies. Um, so since that, um, since that time, I, I think I've stayed in close contact with, uh, with Dave Manuel, as I mentioned, yeah. and Nick England, and uh, an opportunity presented uh, a couple of years ago now to join Nick England on the board of Quorum, uh, and uh, and I was very fortunate um, in uh, the end of August, beginning of September in uh, in 2020, 
uh, to be able to then take on an executive role within the Quorum Group. Uh, so it's uh, it's been an exciting and, and, and diversified uh, experience set, uh, but, but certainly one that uh, is really coming together now and providing some really interesting opportunities uh, for the team at Quorum. Cool. And... Um, so, Julian, it's, one of the things that's come out there quite interesting is I, I do know David Manuel uh, quite well. I haven't spoken to him for some time, and uh, I guess prior to my pharmacy time, which is you know, 20 years ago now, I hadn't had a lot to do with Western Australia. And it's interesting, as I talk to people within the industry, you know, the impact or the interaction that uh, Western Australia actually has on the Australian pharmacy market. I, I don't think people realise the extent that it's all intertwined. Um, I know sometimes people think that Western Australia is its own little province, you know, sometimes the eastern province of South Africa, but but in actual fact, it's it's having quite a big impact. And, and I was pleasing to hear that that interaction has happened with you as well with David and continues to happen from what I can see. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think... Um... The one thing about West Australians, uh, they're extremely parochial. Um, I was I was shocked, Scott. The, the one of the very first weekends that we had a long weekend was um, was uh, Founders Day, uh, and I, I sort of scratched my head and said, <laughs> uh, "Founders Day? What's Founders Day?" And it was um, uh, when Dirk Hartog in uh, what was it, sixteen twenty seven. Uh, founded Australia, of course, Julian, <laughs> uh, which was which was quite amusing. But uh, but you're very right, Scott. I think. Yeah, West Australians are, um, are forced by just the nature of the location in which they operate to really think outside the box. So, you know, they, they're really um, ingenious um, and, in, and innovative in terms of what they come up with. Yeah. Um, and it's surprising to be able to see, I think, the, the innovation that's coming out of Western Australia now in particular. Yeah. You know, you've got some terrific accelerators and co-working spaces. You've got a a real uh, culture over there that's um, that's raised um, organisations like Health Engine yeah. as an example. And uh, when I first went over to to to, uh, to Perth, I uh, I was fortunate enough as well to, to catch up with Marcus Tan before he before he'd embarked on um, on Health Engine, and I spent a lot of time with him. And uh, um, my my sort of uh, involvement and help, I introduced him to his cornerstone seed fund investor, um, who managed to to really take them and accelerate them. In the Australian landscape, but, um, there are there are a number of different examples, Scott. And it's um, I think the one thing that we can say about Australia as a whole is that it's not just Western Australia that's innovative; mm. it's the entire Australian market. Yeah, and uh, you know we're really fortunate. We've got some terrific uh, students, and we've got some terrific organisations that are prepared to back people. And look, it's I guess another interesting I guess perspective from me is that. Um, in my time, you know, I've got to know a lot of pharmacists and a lot of key executives in the pharmacy industry, um, but but quite a few of us are, are probably getting towards the end of our career. But what I really do enjoy is the interaction with the younger pharmacists coming through because they think differently, and it's and it's not that it's better necessarily better or worse, it's just that they're coming through an age that. You know, to us, uh, or to me anyway, you know, I, I mentioned someone the other day that, you know, I, I started uh, schooling when we were using um, slide rules, for example, you know, and, through, and I've seen that whole transition. I, I didn't have an abacus, but I certainly had a slide rule, and I've seen that whole transition through all of the computer systems in Australia. But when you're talking to a young pharmacist today, they don't necessarily know that history. They only know what is today. And, and the acceleration of technology today is quite incredible. And you're right. One of the things I really enjoy about this podcast series is that I, I get to talk to people with different perspectives on technology. And, um, you know, I've, I've got, uh, to put it into a family perspective, I've got uh, two mature sons. You know, one's a builder, as, as we mentioned before. The other one's actually... Um, yes. 
uh, a software developer uh, who's just actually transitioned into the REA group. And uh, so I get to have two great conversations on any one day, one about what's happening in the building industry, but more importantly, what's happening in the IT industry. So this whole genre that's coming through, I think, is is going to be, I'm going to be, you know, really excited to watch the next couple of years and see what's happened and what COVID, yeah. I think, has done to it as well. But about Corum. Absolutely. Yeah, from, from a Corum, Corum perspective, um, I guess I knew that, or one of its subsets was, you know, in, in, when I first joined was the AMFAC program, and I guess that was my first foray into pharmacy dispensing. But, you know, what I guess I knew about your platform is that it's not just a dispensing platform, is it? There's much more these days. Talk to us about Quorum. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So as an, as an organisation, you know, we've been in the industry, I think we're the, the oldest statesman when it comes to, to providing services to, um, to to groups in in the Australian marketplace. Um, we have had uh, a number of programs, as you mentioned, AMFAC, uh, most most uh, notably for, for Quorum Group, it's probably our LOTS program. Uh, and a lot of people, even when I was at uh, my first APP uh, earlier this year, uh, when I mentioned that I was with Quorum, a lot of people turned around and said, oh, that, that's LOTS, isn't it? I said, it is LOTS. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, it's really interesting to be able to see um, how we've managed to evolve our our brand and our products over over the years, Scott. So certainly, there's a big focus on point of sale and head office capabilities, and we work with a number of the, the large retail groups uh, in Australia, providing them with head office capabilities, which is it's really focused on a, on a couple of key things. Like with uh, dispensing, it, it's it's really focused on efficiencies, uh, and for us, um, our organisation is also really focused then on profitability. So how we can support head offices to manage. The relationship that they have with their stores is, uh, you know, it's a key ingredient with regards to to what we focus on. And I think, you know, as we as we see, you know, the, the trends that are that are coming about. Scott, you mentioned, you know, the rise of technology. I think certainly, you know, we've been really fortunate in the Australian marketplace. Um, if we if we look at uh, the fact that we've been able to navigate the the COVID experience, probably um, without it without a number of lockdowns, which has really impacted everyone, both mentally and and you know, it's been a been a challenge, but but when you look at the impact from a from a population perspective, we're nowhere near as uh, as impacted as you know uh, the likes of Europe or or in in America. Um, but one of the the benefits that's come out of that is the Australian government's real support with regards to driving innovation, and uh, and certainly from the eScript perspective and uh, telehealth, as really I think you know, people have been championing um, and 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 really trying to. Uh, to uh, encourage the government to open that up over the last 20 years. And uh, it's been very, very slow progress. And then suddenly something like COVID happens and it's amazing how quickly uh, we can we can mobilise. And, uh, and you know, one of the, the really interesting points there is I've, I always sort of make um, specific mention of it, which is, you know, everything shut down in my local community when we went into lockdown, except for my pharmacist. Yes. And, uh, and uh, the staff there were the backbone of my community. And you know, I've said it you know a number of times, and I'll keep on saying it that you know the the, the pharmacists in in our local community are, are what binds us together, and what keeps people um, keeps people going. And certainly through that lockdown, when you knew that you could go and and get a Ventolin or you could go and get a script filled uh, by your pharmacist, and they were always open, they were always going to help you out. I think that was just a testament to you know the the not only the commitment that that, that pharmacists have. But also, you know, you know, the significant position that they have in our community, uh, and certainly, you know, having to to fill scripts from my elderly mum on a on a pretty regular basis uh, when she was unable to get to uh, to get to her pharmacy, I, I really benefited, I think, from some of those technologies 
that we were talking about earlier, Scott. Uh, and for, for Quorum, I, I think you know, we, we see that this is a, a terrific opportunity, not just for us, but, but everyone that, that's providing services into, into pharmacy to be able to, to really be able to, to continue that transition into what the next generation will look like. And I think, you know, I, I always refer back to a, uh, a quote that uh, Bill Gates mentioned, which was the, the fact that we, we sort of overestimate, um, you know, the, the timeframes, what we can do in, in, in the next two years, uh, but we grossly underestimate what we can deliver in 10. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when, you, when you have a look at, at what, we, what we've been able to deliver in the last two years, I'm really excited about where the future is going to be taking us. And, uh, and I think we'll, we'll see some significant leapfrogging in terms of not only our population, in terms of embracing new ways, but also how that can be delivered. You know, and we, we mentioned before, you know, the, the, the likes of, of MedAdvisor, uh, you've got other organisations out there, like, you know, either your strong room, so I think you've interviewed before, Scott, yeah. MedMates, you know, people that are really looking at, at how one plus one can equal more than more than two. And I think, you know, at Quorum, we're, we're certainly looking at that. Um, we've been able to assemble a... A board that is um, that uh, is is really, I think, behind uh, a lot of the innovation that's happened in in the marketplace, but as well, really instrumental in terms of where we're going. So Nick England is a as a thirty five year veteran of uh, of pharmacy. You know, he's run significantly large organisations overseas, and he's been a, a stalwart of the Australian marketplace since he came uh, to to uh, to Australia over the last ten years, working with the the, the executives of all of the main sort of wholesalers and, and head offices. Uh, we've been able to complement that with uh, with the likes of Dennis Bastis, who you know is a, is really a um, a significant player in in the industry, but also he he really is driven by the need to be able to deliver better health outcomes to individuals, and and, and really he's never satisfied with regards to, to to what can be provided at this point in time, and is always pushing and 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 stretching what the what the possibilities are. Uh, so to be able to have someone like a Nick and a Dennis. Uh, driving from a, a pharmacy place is is fantastic, and and as an organisation, we've we've rounded out our board with with uh, Jane Shaw, who's a, a serial health entrepreneur. She's a, a nurse by training, but has, uh, has 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 developed, bought, and sold a whole range of businesses. She's now just uh, listed a uh, a business called BCow, which does um, uh, breast cancer analysis uh, and detection. Uh, and to round out our board, we've we've brought in the head of M and A from Downer. A guy by the name of John Newbury. Uh, so for us, you know, we're, we're well positioned, we believe, to be able to have eyes and ears on the marketplace. Uh, from an executive level, we've also brought into the organisation people like James Neville. Uh, we've also uh, recently added uh, a head of commercial as well as um, a chief information security officer. Uh, and for us, you know, we wanting to make sure that we can take the insights that our customers, most importantly, are giving us, uh, combine that with the insights of our board, and then with a really, really key experience management team, be able to deliver some of those exciting innovations that we're going to see into uh, into the coming months and years ahead. And and talking of which, um, you know, that that is a very strong executive um, team and, and a board sitting behind that. So, what what does the future look like with Corum? Well, most recently, Scott, you know, probably the uh, the largest news from an organisation perspective is when I came in as uh, as an executive in the organisation. Uh, we also um, took over the, the custodianship of, of Pharmix. Uh, so as, a, as an organisation, we're charged now with not only providing dispense, point of sale and head office technologies and, and a range of ancillary products, but also the, the management and growth of Pharmix. So for us as an organisation, it really ties in with the, the two areas of our focus, 
which is delivering greater efficiencies in the marketplace and then also increasing profitability. So Pharmex is the, the backbone of uh, ordering and invoicing for the majority of the, the marketplace. Um, we are very fortunate in terms of the, the relationships that have been built up over the last 15 years. Uh, but for us, we're really interested again in being able to, to, to leapfrog and be able to provide more. So as a as an organisation, as a group, we can we can see that there's some logical extensions with yeah. regards to to what we provide from a farmix perspective. Uh, certainly, we're very interested to be able to to look at how we can uh, uh, augment payments uh, throughout our our um, our industry and provide uh, greater access to to information flow. So farmix for us is about connectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, it's about connecting pharmacists to suppliers and wholesalers, and then it's about driving utilisation. So there are a range of areas that we've been in discussions with with our with our customers, most importantly, as I mentioned before, who are guiding us and directing us with regards to what we need to be delivering. And then from a technological perspective, as you mentioned, Scott, we're we're living in a in an age which is um, certainly um, akin to, to 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 nothing like we've seen in terms of being able to deliver interoperability uh, with regards to to EDIs, talking to databases, talking to customers. Uh, and that's really been the backbone, I think, of a lot of the innovation that we've seen over the last sort of five years. But certainly it'll be a driving force moving forward. Uh, so for us at, at Quorum, we, we really see that there's the ability for us to, to continue to deliver great services, stability, uh, but also be able to drive greater utilisation of the platforms that we've created and delivering for us through a range of ancillary services that, that are natural in terms of the extension that we provide. A, a significant increase in, in the efficiencies that we can deliver in the industry, but most importantly, the profitability. Okay. And that particularly speaks to, to the pharmacists that we were talking about before. Absolutely. Gillian, we're coming to the end of our time. Is there anything else on your list that uh, we haven't covered at this point in time? Uh, look, I, I think um, we could probably um, speak for, for a number of hours, Scott. I, I think what I'd, what I'd probably you know, say is that as, a, as an industry, it's, uh, it's terrific to be able to, to see... The camaraderie as well. Um, I, I sort of call it competition, Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, we work with our partners uh, as much as we uh, commit compete with them. But I, I think the advantage of that, when you're talking about the rise and the influence that technology has, is that it leads to a better outcome ultimately for our end users. That's either the head offices, the suppliers, the wholesalers, but most importantly, uh, the people of Australia and beyond. Um, I think as a, as an organisation, you know, there there are there are a few industries that you can you can work in where you really know that you're making a difference, and that you can leave every day knowing that that, uh, that your part has, has made a, a a bit of an impact on on the life of um, either someone in your local community or broader you know the environment in which uh, health is delivered. So for us as an organisation, I think you know we're committed to be able to to continue to innovate. I think as a, as an organisation, we're embracing I think the market. Uh, and and where possible, you know, as as our um, uh, as I mentioned with regards to the initial foray into a relationship with Quorum, it was really centred on the delivery of the uh, of the uh, Bites for Health program, which yeah. is the the incubator for, for digital health and broader health. For us at Quorum, we really see that it's a terrific opportunity to be able to continue that story with the uh, with the board and the executive that we've put together. Uh, and most importantly, we're we're really excited about the growth that uh, that we can generate. I think as an organisation, you know, it's as much organic growth as it is augmented by either either acquisitions and or uh, the ability for us to partner effectively with either established businesses or new entrants in the market. 
And, uh, you know, it's a really exciting time, Scott, and, and I, I look forward to being able to come back maybe in the next uh, 12 or 18 months to be able to give you a bit of an update as to, to what we've been able to deliver. Well done from there. Julian, thanks very much for your time today. Terrific. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.